gentlemen, it is the Sport Project and we are back again today. Chris, Sasha, Carlo and I, Renee, and we're going to be talking all things sport, just like you're just having a couple of schooners at the pubs with you, mate. Don't forget to follow us on all the Instagrams, uh, all of the platforms, all of the MySpaces. Chuck us in the top friends. It's how we do it. Welcome, boys. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello Renee. <laughs> Hello, Renee. I can see you. You're oh, right off the Zoom. Yeah, that's right. Carlo and I are in the studio together. We're 1.5 metres safe distance apart. We are. Which is great. We are. Um, you actually are. I yeah. wonder why you're sitting so far apart. <laughs> you weirdos. <laughs> well, we are we, COVID we safe. proper measurements. COVID safe, aren't we, Renee? Yeah, exactly. I can see you. <laughs> this, is what happens, this is what happens when these two have like a, a pre-show meeting. They always fall out before the show even starts. So they piss <laughs> off into different rooms. It's great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we we did get on the piss before the show started, so that was that. So, and Chris, you uh, you look like you're actually cracking a beer for the first time in a long time. Yeah, Do you know, I, I thought, why not? Afghan art, Smith. No, why? But I've had a I've had a wild weekend on sipping piss at home by myself, oh, not allowed yeah. out. Really? That's just yeah. yeah. What did you do? What kind of recklessness did you get up to? I've been shooting some content for Dan Murphy's and bits and pieces of other stuff. So they've been uh, sending me lots of different fine whiskeys to try. Oh, can you just send them to me, please? You had me at whiskey. A wild variety of alcohol. So my birthday just kind of continued for the next two weeks. And (laughs) you know what I mean? When you've got two kids under two and one that's kind of homeschooled and you need all the help you can get. So (laughs) absolutely fair. I've turned to alcohol. Did um did you did you get any? Any what? Did you pick up? Nah. <laughs> Kidding me, aren't you? That's a poor outing on the piss. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, uh, well, I spoke to every single one of them too. <laughs> <laughs> Just sent you a picture, guys, of my Sunday, and that was half time. Mate, that oh, yeah. Wow, there's a fair, uh, fair stash of beers in there, mate. Mm, we went down to watch some local club footy, went and watched Chugan. Um, I can't remember who they were playing, actually. <laughs> that <laughs> interesting. Um, hey, the fact that you knew Chugan was playing, yeah. that's a start, right? Yeah. So you would have fit in real well with that Chugan crowd. Yeah, I did, actually. It was a cracker. <laughs> we are on the hill just hurling abuse and um, and sinking blue grenades. It was, uh, it was a good game. <laughs> well played. What's, 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 a, what's a blue grenade? That's who he's new. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that? Um, yeah. I, I literally don't remember the second half. Good. Good. Yeah. There's, so there's no photos from the second half? There are no photos from the second half. Mm. I did that to myself last train. night. <laughs> oh, that good. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good night out. Yeah. Well played. Um, well, we've got loads to talk about. Carlo, obviously, across the other side of the table. So we're going to be going through the NBA, the F1, Ricardo. Um, well, is he going well? Isn't he? Who knows? Uh, the Olympics, lots of talk happening about that. It was meant to be happening in 2020. However, Tokyo right now is an absolute shutdown. Big things happening in the golf course. Uh, lots of stuff happening in racing, which has got Chris well and truly excited. What's happening at West Tigers? Are they getting their mops and buckets out? Are they cleaning? What are they doing? We'll talk a little bit more about that. And, of course, the wrap-up of the Horn Zoo fight as well, too. Before we kick off with the NBA, I do want to check who won the bet. I said, which one? Well, we, which one? The Horn Zoo fight. Oh, oh, I was the only one who went for yeah. Zoo. I said he'd win he points, but just close enough through the table. Yeah. I thought you meant my incredible horse tip, Mogatu, on Saturday, which oh, I said would win. And did win. And Carlo so, so. won heaps on it. 
Yeah, that's it. Five dollars. Yeah, it did. Yeah, 100%. Yep. He can't remember what it was or where it ran, but it won because no. he ran me straight away. He texted me, sorry, he texted me straight away. <laughs> yep. I hope you backed it. It like you're just paying good money too. You know, we're like 300 and something bucks. Yeah, but I didn't listen to you when you gave the tip because you've never got any idea. I always win. Do it. <laughs> I, I pick no, it on whether or not it's a good song, if they got nice colours, what number horse it is, and sometimes the track conditions. <laughs> oh, sometimes well, you, I, I didn't know you knew that they differed. That's that's quite yep. impressive. Um, Either grass <laughs> or dirt. Synthetic. <laughs> Synthetic track. All weather. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, going back to the horns of I, 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 I stand corrected. I, I, I thought Tim Zoo was so clinical. Jeff Horn was relatively poor, far from what we expected. It wasn't the Manny Pacquiao, Jeff Horn that turned up, but uh, Tim Zhu, take no credit away from him. He was absolutely clinical. He, he, he schooled him. He, he gave him an absolute lesson. I was never convinced that Tim Zhu was up to that kind of level just yet, but there you go. He's, proved, now. he's proved my <laughs> narrow mind and complete fucking lack of knowledge of boxing and uh, and just shut me right up and put me in my place. So uh, incredibly well done. Sash, I owe you, um, I, I think it's uh, $7.60. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to that, is an, yeah. that is an awful <laughs> that is an awful thought process uh, yeah no I was I was, uh, was supposed to be at the fight instead I sold my tickets on Gumtree at half the price and then um, sat around at a local RSL and watched it um, seems like a pretty poor decision on my behalf but um, <laughs> it was uh, it was a good fight to zoo is that is that how you pronounce it because I zoo I, I remember Tim pronouncing zoo. it like that and everyone was looking at me weird but um, he like you said Chris he was clinical he did not look like losing from the get go I thought Horn looked slow unfit um, um, he was never in it, and I think the way that the, the fight was handled by his team towards the end wasn't the greatest. Mm. I hoped he was going to go back out just so I could win my bet, but he didn't, thank God, because he would have got towed up. But Tim was just, um, he looked oh, absolutely amazing, and he looked very similar to the old man. His style, like obviously they look identical, but just the style and everything is just uncanny. It's hey? a massive it was a massive progression from his last fight, mm. Tim I, yeah. I think it, it aged and matured well, like out, out of sight. I think he was absolutely phenomenal in everything that he did. Patience. Yeah, patience. patience. Composure was great. Yeah. I think Jeff Horn's problem was the complete opposite. He was launching in. There was nothing kind of tactical about his fight. He was launching in from all angles and getting caught on the way in and getting caught on the way out. And, and he just had absolutely no answer. And, and totally agree with you there, Sash. His corner didn't help him one little bit. I know Renee has a, uh, a lovely opinion about the corner. <laughs> yeah, didn't I unleash? <laughs> Although yeah. it was disgusting, to be honest. Um, but like, there was an article that's come out, and Russian has uh, defended himself. Um, so for those that that didn't get to watch the fight, or if they were sleeping under a rock and, and missed the reaction from it, he basically went into the corner at the end of the round uh, eight, round eight, round eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And he just looked. He was done. He was well and truly done. Even a few more rounds before that, I guess. Um, and Rushton basically said, "Do you want to go back out again?" Um, he just basically said no. And his whole team, I think it was his brother that was in the corner, and also who was the other fighter? Um, Candyman. Um, oh, the tall bloke. Yeah, uh, he fought earlier in the night. God, I feel really bad that I've forgotten his name right now. Let's call him um, Peter. Yeah, Candyman. No, that's good horse, Candyman. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. One on the weekend, Chris. <laughs> There you sure go. Did. Yeah. The big grave. Um, 
<laughs> but he basically, they all just kept saying, no, nah, he's done, he's done. I think that's your answer. And he goes, can you just give me one more minute? And you could see Jeff saying no. Like the fact that, he, you know, he's beaten, he's not there, he's not defending himself in any way, shape or form. He's well and truly done. So he's ba- everyone went to town on him, including myself. I, I said, you know, you've got to start looking whether he gets his um, cert scrapped and, and whatnot. To, he shouldn't be cornering any other athletes. He's a danger. Um, so anyway, he's come out. And Jeff Fennick obviously unleashed as well too and just said it was murder and it was disgusting and there's outrage. He shouldn't be in the sport anymore. And he's basically said, um, I don't really care um, and I don't have any concern over what uh, Jeff Fennick says. Jeff's very opinionated and he jumps up and downs and says things. When Jeff's trained somebody that beats someone of the calibre of Manny Pacquiao, mm. then he can criticise my training abilities. Probably a fair um, enough comment too because Jeff was like, oh, yeah, no, nah, Horn's going to knock him out and this, this mm. and that, and then it was just the total opposite. So. Yeah, mm. so he basically said, was Jeff badly hurt? No. Was he excessively fatigued? No, I disagree with that. Um, yeah, what reason was there for stopping the fight other than... Um, the fact that he was losing the fight. He said, so, you know, you've got a footy team, there's 10 minutes from the end and they're losing by 30 points, you know. Mm. Do you say, okay, that'll do, boys, or and we'll just call it quits, or, you know, do you push them to go on further? He goes, of course you wouldn't. So you, you push them to sort of kick on. So, like, I mean, there's, there's, I understand what he's trying to defend himself with, but I just think you've kind of got to look at it this way. When a bloke has, you know, had a tough fight with Manny Pacquiao and he was pretty much, you know, a bloody mess running around in that one, plus the fight he had with Zarafa where, you know, mm. he should have also had the towel thrown in there as Lost. well too. Yeah. There is a lot of head damage done there. Like, yeah. that's, there's a lot of scar tissue there. You're not the same fighter uh, that, you know, that comes out from there. For him to turn around and say he was nowhere near as badly beaten as what he was in those other two fights, um, so therefore we should let it keep going on. He goes, the only thing that the reason why I asked him is because the fire was let, like gone. But the only <laughs> thing I could think about at that time when they're asking those questions was um, Rocky. <laughs> it's like yeah. I, I see through him out there. <laughs> Hit the one in the middle. <laughs> That's all I could think about. But um, going back to Tim, like. One thing I was really impressed with him was that he knew that uh, Horn was tired and every time Horn grabbed him, like which was a lot, mm. he would and the ref would separate him, he would literally jog back in to start and give him no yeah. rest. Like yeah. jog back in every time, boom, and then boom, 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 not give him any rest. Um, and that was really funny. You could tell Horn was just like, mate, can you just leave me alone for two seconds? Mm. I mean, Horn, Horn would never ever disclose that. He's got the heart of a lion. He, was, he would always still go back in and go back in and throw them. And uh, it's just, it was way off target. There was his, his timing was non-existent. The power punching we know Jeff Horn from was not there. I don't think any, any, he, was, he was a shadow of his former self. But taking, like you say, taking nothing away from Tim Zoo, he was he was incredible. It was incredible. And uh, there was uh, there, there was news coming out of the US. They said they was really excited about what they've seen and, uh, and they can't wait to welcome him. So fingers crossed oh, that's the enormous stepping stone that he needs. And, and I think it's, it's then that we see how good he really is. Right now he's great in Australia. But when you go to the US and you go to the UK... Then you then you see then you see how good you are. Yeah, I was going to say it'd be a big jump for him to go um, yeah. overseas. But I think what it was really good for Australia wise is that they showcased a really great night um, of boxing as well, and that was all just Australian fighters. And Wonderful. I think internationally, you know, that they're looking at that, going, "All right, Australia can host these fights. They can have crowds. Um, they can put all this together during the COVID process. Do they then start looking at f- like sending fighters over? Because there's mm. now an, an exception for pro fighters that they can travel as mm. it's part of their work. So. 
you know, we might end up seeing some big names start coming over and fighting over here. Yeah, wonderful to see some great debutants coming out of Australia there. There's mm. been a long-awaited debutants that fought on the night on the undercard and it was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Is it was it was it me? Yeah, very. was it was it me, Sash? Or did was it me, Sash, or did Horn just look tired though straight from the first round? He looked heavy. He yeah, looked like, he looked sh- Carlo, like he have, 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 have you been listening to any of the conversation that we've just had? I have but and I've been trying yeah. three times to get in. But <laughs> you it's three, not like you at home with your bird. <laughs> you use three can talk you can talk underwater, use three. We're Give a lot of break. In, yeah. If he's anything like me at home with a message, you'll be trying a while. <laughs> hey, you've done it twice, mate. Three times actually, so I think so. I think I did. I yeah. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, yeah, as we as Sasha was alluding to as well too, there were some great uh, female fights on the card as well too so again um, some great great Aussie fighters coming through the mix but uh, speaking about international uh, the NBA has been lighting up the headlines again for you Sasha you've been googling today yeah I was on the google machine today Um, (laughs) he's googling now yeah yeah, he's reading this from the screen (laughs) oh sorry an ad's just popped up hang on Well, there's been a controversy, well, not controversy in the NBA, but um, I don't know if you guys heard about the shooting of Jacob Blake over in Wisconsin um, mm-hmm. earlier on in the week. And as part of a stand, uh, a number of the games were called off due to sort of protests from the NBA players. Um, LeBron was one of the big names sort of leading that charge. And, you know, he said enough's enough and the change has got to start now. So um, that sort of put a bit of a, a dampener on the um, earlier games in the week. But uh, back end, the Lakers, my team, are absolutely clinical against the Trailblazers, beating them 131-122. So they win the series 4-1. So they're still on top of the Western Conference there. The Clippers uh, won against the Dallas Mavericks, so they're in second place. So both LA teams going pretty well. And the Milwaukee Bucks are on top of the Eastern Conference. So... There's going to be a whole new round of final series coming up now with a few of those teams progressing. So it's um, it's all happening over there. It's good to see them playing again, though, and it's good to see mm. them um, yeah, getting into it during the coronavirus as well. So it's the NBA. Yeah. Well, it was, it was it took a lot to get the game kickstarted again after coronavirus in the US because it's yeah. one of the worst hit places in the in the whole world. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So credit to that. Was it the relocated to Disneyland, didn't they? And then yeah, obviously yeah, with all the controversy that's happening. <clears throat> with the Black Lives Matter and the, and the police force and the yeah, fingers crossed something gets resolved a fair bit quicker because yeah it's crazy it's good to see them uh, making a stand you know because it's a it's obviously a big platform so it's a good um, it's a good platform for them to get their message out there and to sort of you know to stop a game that you know there's so many people millions of people around the world are going to be watching there's a clear message there for um, for everyone so um, yeah, hopefully it gets all resolved and hopefully the Lakers take out another title in, uh, in memory of the late Kobe Bryant. Kobe, <laughs> Do you, uh, you don't stick on the, the Philly bandwagon with your basketball? No, like, so the teams that I follow over in America, I follow the LA Lakers, the LA Kings, so the LA Lakers, while well, I used to live over there for six months playing footy and that's yeah. I followed the LA Lakers. Um, and the LA Kings, because I ended up getting matched with Kyle Quincy, the guy who we interviewed yes, the ice hockey. two years ago. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why I follow them. And then the LA Dodgers, just because they were in LA, so that was a baseball team. But the <laughs> guy I lived with at the time, he was a Philadelphia Eagles supporter, originally from Philadelphia. Um, right. And just an absolute legend. He was, like, really, really passionate. Like, he was proper, full kit on the day. No one could talk to him. He'd cry if they lose, type thing. <laughs> So and, you, um, <laughs> literally me. Yeah, <laughs> 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 on the Philly Philly bandwagon. Good timing too. We won a won a Super Bowl a few years back. So 
We did. You're Philly too, aren't you? I am. Bird gang. Gang, 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 gang. That's it. Ah! Ah! <laughs> that is the official noise of the Philadelphia oh, They should what, ban what, that what just, instead of banning the chop. <laughs> what just happened then? ever doing that. I don't know. I think I had a stroke. Wooshka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Carlo, are you even here, mate? You're, no. you're visible. I can see. I'm, you. I'm, just, I'm just watching what's going on. I'm just, uh, I'm just binding my time. He'd, I thought I was in a food coma after we went for a schnitty. Yeah, it was a bit of a big schnitty, that to be totally honest. But yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just buzzing off Sachi's head. He says <laughs> it was a big right? schnitty, um, and he ate half of mine. <laughs> Well, if he's it's there. Like you're really far away from the mic, Carlos. Oh, how about now? Uh, I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't hear you. You're welcome. Let's just continue yes. to talk. <laughs> Webs. What do you say? Nothing? Okay, move on. Webs. Webs. All right, well, speaking of moving on, uh, it's heating up in the F1s as well too, Sash. It is, yeah. Lewis Hamilton is unbelievable. Like I said, I think mm. a week or two ago, he's, I reckon he's easily the best of all time. He'll soon surpass Michael Schumacher's um, overall win record. He won again at the Belgian Grand Prix, but um, what was impressive was Daniel Ricciardo. Qualified fourth, finished fourth behind Lewis Hamilton, Bottas and Max Verstappen, so his old teammate, um, and was a really good finish for Renault in itself with um, Esteban coming fifth. So it was a 4-5 for Renault um, in the Belgian Grand Prix. But like I said, it's good to see Ricardo back out there. And he actually got the fastest lap on the day as well. So, um, yeah, good at a... Uh, what was it? What was that? He, what was that he said to his um, on his microphone? He went, "I absolutely killed that lap." Yeah, <laughs> I think he, he, he said that over the time. He went, "I killed that lap." Yeah, he's a funny he character. Just, yes, sir. Yes, you did. <laughs> well, you literally did. You you got the fastest lap of the day. You nailed. Yeah, um, That's yeah, but he's. Uh, there was a couple of commentators you know, saying like he was best on ground on the day, and I don't know how that works because he come fucking fourth. But um, <laughs> yeah, also, I don't understand that. But um, all got, he got the best lap, and it was just a good turnaround for him and his car and his team to come fourth. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's just um, Lewis Hamilton. He's next level. Hey, he just can't be beaten. Yeah, he's a freak. Mm, he's still I'd an love arrogant, to see he's still an arrogant prick though. Daniel Ricciardo's car. Give that to Lewis Hamilton and give Daniel. Lewis's car, and then see uh, if that makes any difference. I mean, look, look, look I, I don't know that much about F1. I do know that they've they've changed all the noises, they've changed the engines. How different can these cars be? They're all high tech companies. They're all high tech craftsmen. How, honestly, how different can these cars be from one another? What 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 can be the one goes zoom zoom zoom. The other one goes. It's very different. They're all different manufacturers of the engines, so you'll find. Mm. I think. Um, Honda is used by Red Bull. Um, Renault obviously uses Renault engines. Um, so there's different engines in the cars. There's different um, aerodynamics in all the cars. So you see all the different fins and that. So they do all their own testing and um, all the bits and pieces. So they're all different. It's, Why don't you um, just copy yeah. the one that's winning all the time? But you can't because what they do is each year they go into complete lockdown and they retest everything and they rechange it up and they don't launch it. They don't let anyone see it until it comes out again at the end of the year. So that's you can copy the year before. Hmm. But, you know, but it's it, just crazy. You would imagine in every uh, in every garage there's a Carlo, which couldn't fucking help but tell everybody in the Ferrari. This brand new thing and the gear change. You want, it does this, 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 and this. And some guy sat in the back in his Mac right now. Oh, it's all right. And beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think there's a few loose lips. Yeah, we could think so. But like every year, it just, um, you know, they I start selling them my secrets, not you. <laughs> yeah. But good on Daniel Ricciardo. Hopefully he can get a bloody win before he switches over to McLaren. Or 
don't forget the the boss um, that he's with at the moment. If, if Ricardo gets a win, Ricardo gets to pick the tattoo. That's it to put on uh, on his boss. <laughs> so oh, it's so yeah. good. You don't have to say your own head. Two thumbs up on his back, like stupid <laughs> jackass. Well, he'd be doing a shoey, wouldn't he? Oh, I should be yourself doing a shoey on him. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, nice around the racing, but it was a 66 foot putt which had your mind blown, Chris, on the weekend. 66. Big boy, John Ram, the big Spaniard. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. Look, this this is a, it's a tough. Tough, tough course, this um, uh, Olympia Fields. It was the BMW Championship and it, and it just came down after four rounds of golf. This is how tough this golf course was. After four rounds of golf, there's only five players that have finished um, the competition in minus. And that was Ram, Dustin Johnson, Neiman, Matsuyama and Tony Finau. They're the only players of them all that have finished the whole tournament under, under par. Now, Crazy. yeah, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. That's how hard it was. And if you if you think back where uh, Dustin Johnson last time was 28 under after four rounds, this was his last round. This was his last competition he played and he's gone to this one and they both finished four under tied for the championship. Uh, t- sorry, tied for the t- tied for the title. <clears throat> Stood up thinking beers, shouldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. no you, sound, enjoy it. Chance, enjoy it. you sound really good. <laughs> Look, yeah, I can't hear you. I'm sure you're abusing me. No, 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 no. And, and, no, it, and, and, and it come down to a playoff at round four. But funnily enough, John Ram said it on, uh, on the third round. He picked up his ball on marking. Well, sorry, he picked up his ball before marking and got doing a penalty shot. And he said oh. that was probably the defining moment for him. That probably turned his head around. He switched on it, concentrated a lot more. Because um, rounds one and two, he shot 75-71. That's only just enough to make the cut. Over the weekend, he then shot 66-64 to tie for the lead with Dustin Johnson at four under. And they've gone into the playoff. And if, if you see the pot, it's 66 foot is one thing, but the undulation, the way it moved was just totally different. Um, it's a big word. Phenomenal eye, great caddy work, whatever it was. He, he put it at the top, of, he, he hit it straight, he hit it to the top of the ridge, and then it's hit the ridge and then come back this way. And he's walking down the green, looking at it. And all of a sudden, he kind of just stops, double takes, and he goes, that's, that's going in, and boom, he punches the air. And Dustin Johnson, in credit to him, he just looked and he went, that, that's just too good. <laughs> That's just absolutely too good, but it was it was look it was it was a great round of golf. That's twice in six weeks that John Rams won. Dustin Johnson won last week. He was going for back to back. Rory McIlroy starting to trigger a little bit. I think he finished one over for the tournament, which is only five shots off the lead. Um, not a not a great day, I suppose, for the Aussies. Cam Smith was the best at five over. Jason Day, who's been in fantastic form, could only shoot fourteen over. Fourteen over. Fourteen over. Wow. Fourteen over. And Mark Leishman, 30 over. That gives Whoa. you oh, that gives you an indication of what the course was like. It, it, it wasn't easy. The conditions weren't easy. But yeah, uh, the, the big Spaniard took home the bacon. Oh. I hope he eats bacon. <laughs> waste of time otherwise. He's a vegan. <laughs> I'll be off it. If I had to like quit bacon, I'd be off life. Oh, bacon's good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll give you a little challenge. If you had to choose whether you could eat a chicken, a pig or a cow for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Yeah, because they've got a lot of stuff associated with them. <laughs> you can have a ribeye, a T-bone, sausages. <laughs> uh, I can't believe out of mince, everything you went to sausage. Lean mince, like a Ribs. bolognese sauce. Yeah, I'd have to go roast. cow, wouldn't you? Mate, what about, you can have chicken, you can have breast, thigh, leg. Mm. Yeah, but it's just mince, foul. Sausage. What about pork? Pork is so versatile. Like yeah. the pig, give yourself some pulled pork. Oh. Some like bacon. For example, <laughs> give yourself some of that every night. Some port knuckle, <laughs> some back scratchings. <laughs> You're knocking it back a bit, babe. You're normally morning and night. 
Yeah, some yeah, nipple lazy. chips. <laughs> just rolling our eyes, our producer just going, oh my God, he's <laughs> talking about feeding the chooks again. This is a sport podcast. He <laughs> hasn't listened to a single word you've said. No, she did that time. I saw her laugh and then a roll of the eyes. <laughs> Yeah. She actually, she was actually texting. Yeah, I was to say, all she knows is we're looking at her, but that's about it. She hasn't got headphones on, so. <laughs> She's going, what? Hannah. What's going on? Um, he uh, said, you're really nice. I can't hear him. This is brilliant. This is bed postcard. Best podcast I've ever done. You can't hear me? Look, Carlo, we, I've told you a thousand times, mate, we cannot hear you. Is that better? Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> So uh, Carlo had himself on mute. You didn't I didn't not. see that. <laughs> you know what? I, just, I kept on trying getting my my words in, and no one was listening to me. So I just thought I'll just sit here for a bit. <laughs> He's been standing there like a stunned mullet. Yeah, because I just thought something's not working right here. Should anyway, I'm back. Start, Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sport Project. Should we start again? No, it's been great. It's been great. You are listening to Chris, Sash, and Carlo, and I'm Renee. It is the Sport Project as well. You can uh, listen to us on all your majors at podcast platforms like and subscribe hit us up on instagram um and all that sort of jazz as well too and speaking about hitting people up there was a south australian jockey that did more than hit someone up on the on the weekend chris you wouldn't read about it ryan hurdle um bless him right right in concone down at moria bridge and they've hit the home straight and concone is in a race with Aaron boyd ride alicatio Okay, and what and what he's done now is, is the stewards have quizzed him after this, and he says, "Look, it's it's a complete accident. I had no idea about it." But his horse is slightly in front of Alicato, and he knows that there's um, Aaron Boyd's coming up on his right hand side, so he switched the whip over to the right hand side. The stewards have said, "You've held the whip." in an unusual position for your riding style and the way you hold the whip. And as he swung his right arm out, he's hit Aaron Boyd's horse in the face with his whip <laughs> in an attempt to hit his own, he said. And he says it was, it was a complete another accident. It wasn't on purpose, um, but, but it's been done more than once. But he's been given 10-meeting ban because they found him guilty of um, unfair play, I suppose. And, and Illegal um, whacking. And whipping a horse in the face. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Aaron Boyd's Alicanto Alicant- went on to win the race at $17 anyway, even being hit in the face. Maybe it likes it. Maybe it <laughs> got him angry. I'm and- getting mean. Yeah. So uh, he went on to win the race anyway, uh, but he's, he's got a 10, um, a 10 meeting ban. That's a huge length for it. Like that, I always find with racing, it's always so, like it's not this one track. It's, yeah. it's, do you know what I mean? Like we, we had, who was it we were talking about the other week? He got suspended for, he only got a couple of meetings cancelled and then there was someone else who got done for 10 years or something Adam Hieronymus has been banned for, for three yeah. years now he has he's, a, he's however now he, he's fighting the argument he's fighting the ban and it's um, it's being taken seriously as well so at the moment he's actually still riding he's, he's still oh, riding while he fights the ban so his ban doesn't go into place until he's um, until he's all finished with so I wonder if he's got any tips then for the weekend <laughs> well oh, th- th- there's been a couple of tips going around Sasha mm-hmm. and I gave you a wonderful tip they both were you didn't and for listen. the first week, I didn't actually bet. You I didn't put any bets on this weekend. Well, well, here's what you can do, right? Uh, a, okay, good friend of, a, good, a good friend of mine, Sonny Roth, he um, owns Antler Luggage and he owns quite a few racehorses. Now, if you haven't heard, the Melbourne Cup is now potentially opening um, an exemption for jockeys, for jockeys, stable hands and horses coming 
from overseas to Melbourne to ride to ride in the Melbourne Cup. Now they're allowed 16 one way each way. They'll arrive on the 2nd of October roughly. They'll do two weeks in quarantine and then they'll be okay to run in the Melbourne Cup. Now they're allowed 20 stable hands to come over with them. Damien O'Brien's stable is one of them. Yeah. So there's a big there's a big exemption over this uh, about getting the horses over, getting all the, the internationals over. Now one of those is a horse called Ashron. Now it ran second in the um, uh, Kegali to, a, to a, an incredible group one horse over in the Europe called Call the Wind. He ran second to that. Now, Andrew Voller, who trains this, is a German trainer. He's coming over with the horse just to train it for the Melbourne Cup. Now, that means he's leaving his all of the stable behind because he really, really likes the horse this much. Our friend Sonny Roth is a shareholder in this horse. Now, I've asked him about it and he's been very coy. He's been very shy. When the odds went up, this, this horse went up at $51. One punter's had 4000 on it at $51. It's now into $18. Um, <gasps> the last time Andrew Voller came over with a horse, or one of the last times, was a horse called Protectionist, which won the Melbourne Cup in 2014. So he doesn't come here for no reason. He comes here to win and it's, 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 all, it's all pre-noms, so don't get too excited if it, if it doesn't make the, the qualification for the Melbourne Cup and you bet now you lose your money so don't, don't get too excited but it is an incredible prospect and like protectionist protectionist had never won a group one race before it came to running the melbourne cup and then won the melbourne cup this horse is is pretty similar and it, and it believes it, how's it spelled <laughs> i don't how's it spelled? a-s-h-r-u-n all right i'm on mm. this is one tip i'll follow but you've just got to let me know once he's qualified yeah oh yeah i will <laughs> Then the price is gone, but look, it's, it's, it's still the Melbourne Cup and anything can still happen, but that's going to be uh, an incredible horse to watch as soon as that gets over. It will I think, stay. I think it's just, I think it's just it's, good that we've got international horses. Do you remember we were talking yeah. a couple of weeks back saying oh. potentially we wouldn't have any international horses and it could just be a, like Melbourne horses uh, who, were, who were just racing it as a token. So it's kind of, they've kind of pulled the finger out. So that's, that's a... Yeah. It's a cracking start. It's 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 good in a way that um, obviously it boosts the credibility of the Melbourne Cup again. Yeah, it's sad in a way that a lot of Australian trainers and horses and owners uh, now their chances of winning again will potentially be shortened, depending with the introduction of, of what the horses that do do actually come over. Um, this but uh, but Astron is, is is one of the quality horses that's that's going to be coming over. And it will run in the Caulfield Cup before. Not many horses have done the double the Caulfield Cup and then the Melbourne Cup. So it will run Caulfield Cup. You'll get an idea of um, what it's all about. Um, but if, if, you want to, if you want something a bit closer to have a punt on, Nature Strip is back and it runs in the Concord Stakes. And now it's only a field of six and it's opened up at a dollar forty. Jesus. G Trash. G Trash is opened up at um three dollars fifty. But look at a dollar forty for Nature Strip. If you saw its trial recently at Ramwick, it, it looks in yeah. top, top order. So I think at a dollar forty with various different bookmakers boosted, it should be a license to print money. It there you have it. And if we're going off uh, your results of last week, hot tips. It, it, it should be a license to print money that. It should, yeah. it should, it should just be free money nature strip. It should be. Uh, you're gonna put two dollars fifty on that, Carlo? Uh, yeah, probably will. <laughs> nature strip at a dollar five. I might even push it up to ten dollars. Oof! Hey, be careful. But then you'll get four. He's out, boys. He's then out. Then you'll get. Then you'll only get fourteen back, and you'll be shouting at me about it. Oof! oof. I'm off gambling. Down, September. No gambling for me. September. Really. Yep. Why? What's happened? Look, he's, oh, a, no, he's a gamble. In particular, I just um, thought I'd get off the gambling. Yeah, for you've been month. doing it a lot. Nice. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not a massive gambler. I probably gamble uh, a couple of hundred a, a weekend and I've won the past few weekends, so I reckon I'm probably even. Okay. Mm. We'll, we'll support you. Or even. <laughs> 
Kenny Rogers was being the other one. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Every gambler knows. Well, uh, there's been plenty of gambling happening in the rugby league, Carlo, and I'm so glad we got your microphone ready. Well, I'm back. Carlo, there's been plenty of gambling happening in rugby league land. Yes, that's right, Renee. Well, we've got the Penrith <laughs> Panthers winning 11 in a row, looking like the team to beat. Um, yeah, and listening to Ivan Cleary, he's playing all the success down. But I must admit, his son is looking the real deal in leading them. And he's and he's basically turned around and said that probably having Jimmy Maloney away from the team has probably done Nathan Cleary the world of good so he can actually hone in those uh, leadership skills. So Penrith Panthers looking like the team to beat. What about Parramatta? A good Oof. stuffing by the Rabbits, uh, 38-0. Our Bank West as well, so it looks like their bubbles burst. Is it a false dawn again for the for Para? Uh, well, only time will tell. Uh, West Tigers, Benji Marshall, no more a Tiger. Made his debut in 2004 and been told now by Madge that he's no longer required. So what's his choices? It looks like as well that Madge has made a massive, massive decision to, to get the broom out and really clean out the West Tigers. And there's got to be one question, is Luke Brooks safe? He's uh, he's on a massive salary and will he survive the cuts? I had a good chat with uh, Benji after the game. I worked out there with ABC Grandstand on the weekend um, and they were. he was basically saying, he goes, my body is just aching. <laughs> like, yeah. mm. um, he, I mean, he caught plenty of hits on, on Saturday night. So you can just, I, I don't reckon he'll be anywhere. I think he'll hang the boots up. In my yeah, opinion. well, it's he been... doesn't need to prove anything anymore, does he? He's, yeah. he's actually done everything. And even coming back from Rugby Union and doing the stints that he did with the Broncos and then coming back to the West Tigers, I think he's proved that he's, his calibre has been out there and he, he's he's going to be one of the massive, uh, one of the big stars from the game that's probably going to be leaving. Both you boys are really into this chat, clearly. <laughs> Oh, I just, all I care about is the Roosters just dominating the Broncos. <laughs> oh, that's Sonny Bill hard. back this week. That's not hard, is it? I'll tell you what, Sonny Bill's going to have to impress here, isn't it? Because there's a mm. lot of, um, there's a lot of limelight on him now. If it, if it turns up and has an average game, it will just be, what have you brought him back for? He hasn't shown anything that's run to Wolf back. Oh, he did. You know yeah. what I mean? He's, he's a good time. He's, he's, is, is all the injuries. Fit. Exactly. He's no spring chuck anymore, is he? He's an alpha uh, chuck. Oh, I see what you did there. He's a <laughs> rooster, not a chuck. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, one one thing that he is going to come back for, he's coming back for the uh, grand final replay. So playing mm. the Raiders. Big game to come into, but mm. I've heard the, the conversation. Uh, Ricky Stewart's not biting into it at all. He's turned around and said, listen, Sonny Bill Williams is a seasoned professional. He knows his own body. Mm. He knows if he's ready to play or not. And we're expecting that he's going to have a big game. So again, Ricky plays those little mind games mm. and, and, and kind of takes the pressure away from his boys. But I think it's going to be a cracking game. Both struggling with a little bit of injuries as well. I think it's going to be a cracker. And and just to add on to to good sides and going well, what about the mighty Warriors? You know they've had mm. another tremendous win against the Knights, thirty six six. So uh, it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting weekend of football. I think it will do. I think I think it'll be a great game. I think the the rabbits have coming off a couple of big wins, big big wins, scoring points for fun, and they they take on the storm if if my mind serves me correctly. Yeah, I think you are right. Now Chris. I think they play the storm this week, so that, that's going to be quite impressive. It's on uh, you know, Friday the, night, the, the introduction now back of Cam Monster, Cam Smith, and Jesse Bromwich. 
everybody was back on the weekend and, and you know, they look good. So it, it, it's a great competition. It's heating up. I was quite surprised with the Benji Marshall release. I thought he's been outstanding this year. I think the, the fast, new fast games suited him so well. Yeah. Back to his Keeper Park touch footy days. Definitely. But I, 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 like I said it before, I think Luke Brooks, right, I just want to concentrate on him for a, one second, is about three years ago, Luke Brooks, when he came on the scene, he was an origin hopeful. Yeah, everyone was pinning their hopes. Then based upon that kind of reputation, the West Tigers gave him a massive contract, 950 a year, 950k a year for a guy who's not produced anything. And to be totally honest, in the last couple of seasons, he's been well below par. Now, there's a lot of rumours out there that Luke Brooks isn't safe at the West Tigers uh, purely because of his performance. Now, it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a massive massive culture shock. Who's you know the West Tigers are going to get rid of that many players? It looks like, and how, where they're going to find them. But in saying that, Cam Smith is still available. He's not made a decision yet. <laughs> So um, you don't know where he could end up. I would think he's he's still good to go in North Queensland, sorry, or Queensland itself. Uh, but definitely, I think um, no decision yet made by Cam about what his future is going to hold. And then obviously the Broncos, uh, Tavita, Pengai Jr., is that a lifeline thrown to him? Has everyone seen the reports of that? No, I haven't seen the report. How did you just Can jump you straight somebody? over Cam Smith and jump straight into another topic? Uh, I'm on amazing. football, how could you miss the Cam Smith chat? Well, I, I put it out to the world. You didn't. You just put it out and you just kept going and went on to something else. <laughs> well, Everyone I like it, went, <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you want to say about Cam Smith? Where do you, where, where do you think he's going to go? Do you think it's selfish that he's still hanging on to his decision of where he's going to play? When you mm. got look at Brandon Smith and obviously Harry Grant, who's on loan with the Tigers at the moment, both yeah. of them have asked for a release if Cam Smith comes like, Stays. Yeah, that no, you're right. You know, but I think with Cam, pieces. with his Cam Cam Smith's caliber as well, is he given the right though to, to make that decision as late as he possibly can? I think the storm don't want to ostracize the fans and force him into making a decision. So it's a it's a bit of a balance, I think, mm. from a from an administration to a fans network, and they know how much of a big player he is. So, oh, but you're right. He's got two deputants uh, in. In in Smith in the other Smith Brandon Smith and Harry Grant Harry Grant's proven now mm-hmm. uh, played first grade and the Tigers are a different side when he doesn't play yeah so you know it's going to be difficult to see what's going on there what's your thoughts boys yeah love it hey really enjoy the fact <laughs> that Cameron Smith gets that last opportunity to make that decision and like you say Callum I think he's earned his stripes and he's got the right just to wait it out as long as he possibly can his body might not hang on his body might might not hang on to the end Maybe. of the season so. Oh, I don't know. I think he goes all right. I think the, the accountant he goes well. He, he's just he's just made of something different. That fella. He's, he's playing in the middle of the park day in day out, week in week out. And, he, Me and he's have just the same hairline. Hey? Me and him have the same hairline. An accountant. The accountant. Man, I thought that's his nickname. The body of an accountant. <laughs> all right. Well, Carlo, I'll let you move on now. We're, oh, we're, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. But- the Broncos, uh, it just it, I, I, you just can't make this up, can you, with the Broncos? Tavita Pengai Jr., a lifeline thrown, loads of conditions, which I'll go through and then we'll comment on them, just to make sure. Thanks Is so much okay? for giving it all right. time. Thank you. Yeah. That's all right. Welcome to the Carlos show. <laughs> so uh, the conditions are, he must undergo a mentoring program for next year. He must work in a job uh, for the rest of the 2020 season organised by his mentor. Stop engaging with media unless given the green light by the Broncos. Stay off meet social media and return for the 2021 pre-season training in good condition. What's your thoughts? 
Oh, What's the gosh. job? What is it to say? Hasn't been media? said yet. Because he bites oh, too much, maybe. My, my, yeah. but I, I don't understand how you can treat somebody like that and yeah, expect exactly. them. I want to play for you. I don't, exactly. I, I mean, you, what were you gonna? What is he? Twelve? Yeah, but there's conditions as part of their contract, which they all sign into, so that there's an agreement. He's gone off. He's a contacted Nick Politis um, and asked to go to the Roosters. He's also been seen out with Quade Cooper all over social media when he's meant to be in a bubble, um, going to Thai restaurants, uh, going to a barber shop owned by some of Sasha's bike. Mates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, How come you weren't there that day? Uh, oh, well, that's right. You don't need a haircut. <laughs> Some in the back. In the back. Oh, good one, Renee. I like um, that one. I was very witter. But he's also, he also went and did like a one-on-one interview with a couple of journalists. I think it might have been on Fox Sports coming out as a big PR play. That wasn't okayed by the Broncos. So he's already shown that, he, you know, he's not responsible enough to be, you know, receiving payments as, as what it is. If he wants to say a Bronco, they're the rules, fall in line or see you later. Well, why don't they just tear his contracts up then? Because he's, um, he's voided his own contracts many, many times. So they just tear it up and let him go. Well, that's why I reckon something yeah, has uh, happened think, behind I, the scenes that they've a... not been able to tear it up because that was obviously what was happening. That was yeah. the headlines and now all of a sudden we're, we've jumped back. So they look like they've made some handshake agreements. I, th- I think you can only think that he's potentially or his management or he's, uh, I don't know, his family background, his family have come forward and said, look, we want him to make a go of this and you need to punish him like this and, and, and make him feel bad about this. Or, 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 I, th- I think this is somebody somebody else's voice in the head there um, and, and he's had to agree to it for some bizarre reason. Um, I would have told him to get fucked. Like, <laughs> Maybe well, that's the only way he's getting his third party payment. Well, to to be be honest, he's not going to, he's not going to, you're not going to get the best out of him if that's the case. You look at, and I think we've already spoken about it before, Dennis Rodman, Chicago Bulls, the coach there knew that if he put the reins on him, like to us, you know, to that nth degree, that he wasn't going to perform and he just tell him to get fucked, you know. And he said, mm. okay, go out for 48 hours or whatever you need to do and make sure you come back. He didn't come back on time, but it was slightly after and he came back and he absolutely killed it because he wants to play for him. I think mm. that's the difference, you know. You put too many restrictions on these young kids. You're setting up, setting them up to fail. Like mm. social media and stuff like that, you know, you give the guys social media, maybe put them on restrictions for, for what they can and can't use, but, like, don't just take it all away from them. I think, do you know what? There's no harm in sometimes uh, being cut loose and told that you must go. And I think there's been a little bit of, oh, what have I done here from Tavita Pengai Jr.? I think he's realised the depths that he's in. But also, I, I still, I also believe that there could be a bit of contractual work, which Renee said in regards to, I don't think the Broncos can cut him loose just like that. So I think th- th- there's a bit of balance there where they've turned around and said, well, we can't just get rid of him. And he's like, oh, what have I done? You know, I'd love to play this one again or a do-over. And he and and I think they've come to some agreement. Now, whether he wants away, if he doesn't want to play for the Broncos to be a Pengai Jr., then he's more than, he can leave. I suppose the Broncos want rid of him and he, he'll go. But obviously, there must be some association there that he wants to stay or he wouldn't stay. I think if he's got any clause in his contract that they can't cut him from what he's done, I think I need whoever's writing his contracts up to come and sign all of mine and do all of mine for all the work I do. Sash, I'm sure you'd want the same guy on your construction sites because that is not just ridiculously airtight. It's so one-sided, it's unbelievable. I I can't for one second believe how that could be anything contractual that they cannot just ax him after this behaviour. I I find it borderline impossible to believe. Yeah, and I'm not saying it is, but you just kind of think that way because of... 
the way it's played out. Yeah. It's madness. It's madness. It's space. been a mad year and it's not over yet. I can tell you that. <laughs> it's only February. <laughs> Mate, it feels like that, doesn't it? It does feel like that. Well, it was. It's 27 degrees up here on Thursday. That's it. That's Ooh. it. That's all your NRL. That's all my NRL. That's all I've got today. Sun seal delivered. Oh, I have some news. I have some interesting news. Okay. Go on, I have then. a very broad news announcement. Do you remember... Eric Musambani, a.k.a. Eric the Eel 2000. Eric the Eel. Yeah, yeah. The Moose. It took him, uh, I think it was a minute 52 to swim 100 metres. To put that in perspective, I think the guys who win medals are literally swimming like mid-40 seconds. So he was <laughs> a long way off the pace. Um, so I, I don't know how I stumbled across this, but in his time after the Sydney Olympics, he became a massive cult figure for, um, you know, not giving up and just giving it a crack. And do you know four years later, he decreased his time by a minute and was swimming 56.9 seconds. And then in 2006, he swam a 52.18 in Germany. So that's a whole minute quicker than his um, 100-meter time back at the 2000 Olympics. And there's some ridiculous figure or fact that he would have, that time would have won gold at all the Olympics up until 1968 or something like that. <laughs> so, so if he went back in time. So if, you, if he went back in time, he would have won gold. But isn't that an amazing turnaround? Old Eric the Eel. Yeah, that's huge. Just shit yeah. ass numbers. And then. <laughs> you remember it though. It was like doggy paddle, wasn't it? Like he got, he got to the stage where he was. He'd never was, seen a full 50 metre pool yeah, before yeah, until was, he stepped into the Olympic Village. Yeah. Wasn't any training in crocodile infested waters or something? Yeah, he'd never, literally had never swum the full length of a 50 oh, metre pool before. Fuck off, mate. You're swimming faster than that if there's crocodiles behind you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look at the Kenyans running. <laughs> <laughs> it helps them run from the lions. <laughs> anyway, good facts. Get around him. Hopefully, I think he's actually trying out for the 2021 Olympics, even though there's no 2021 Olympics. Is there? <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah, well, there postponed, is. Yeah. There is right now. Yeah. Should have been this year, but... Mm, yeah, it is according I mean. to so the sport still, project. I think he's still going, hey. I'm literally still swimming from 2000 Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that was actually an Olympic time. Well, yeah, about, like, I... I I don't remember how it worked. It was like a um, there was a couple of athletes that get given a, an invite basically to come to the Olympics. I don't know where, how it works. Whether they just get to pick a sport willy nilly or how no, they sort of work with the qualifying. To put someone forward, I think you know back in the day. Now you have to make the Olymp- you have to make the Olympic time no matter what. Mm. But back in the day. You could actually just put someone forward for your country. It's not that far. Actually, it's quite scary to think that the Sydney Olympics was 20 years ago. Mad, that is Oh, it? I'm so just old. Even think. Must have been a raffle. You reckon he won a raffle? Just bought a ticket and just said, yeah, you're in. Off you go. There's your track. That's heaps better than but, a meat raffle. But can you remember his race? There was four in it and then three of them did a false start <laughs> and he was on his own. That's right. <laughs> and he's still thinking. Yeah. Like that. It literally is crazy. Eh? It's, it's brilliant, actually. It's, it's nearly as good as the Stephen Bradbury story, but oh. it's... Um, please let, let me get up this show so I can Google this. Please let me yeah. get up. It's hilarious. The Google three just all dive into this before the, before the bell goes. Like, can, yeah. can someone please send me the link? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the link? We will absolutely send yeah, the link. Yeah. Uh, and we may as well all send you home as well, too, because that is the end of the Sport Project. Thank you so much, Carlo, Chris, Sasha. Again, my name is Renee. Please tell your mates about this podcast, share it, get all around it, get in and around it, just get it. <laughs> <laughs> Any more innuendos there, hey, Renee? Renee? It wasn't innuendos, I was just Renee? getting it. 
Renee, I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs> Ew! Nobody else wants to go.